Have you always wanted to be a novelist but life just gets in the way? We can help! At failwriter.com, we will send you out personalised rejection letters from major publishers twice a month so you can show your friends and family and feel like a real writer. Use promo code A Naked Singularity for your first 88 letters free. Visit failwriter.com. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 9 of Beyond the Zero. I'm your host Ben, joining me today is Travis Meyer. Travis is the man behind my favourite YouTube channel, Meyer's Megafictional Musings. He joins us today from his home in Alberta, Canada. Welcome to the show, Travis. Thank you very much, Ben. I'm, I'm really, really happy to be here. And boy, that's a bold statement. The favorite YouTube channels. Very humbling. Thank you so much, man. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking forward to speaking to you because I think we both do the same thing for work. We've got kids around the same age. We've got really uh, disturbingly similar taste in books, I think. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Well, let's start with how did you get into this world of booktubing? Um, well, first of all, I mean, especially since COVID hit, I, I found myself really engaging with Bookstagram and Book Twitter. And I was online more and more when I wasn't like reading, I was just um, watching video reviews or, you know, reading written reviews of the books that I was reading. So once uh, I did that more and more, I just feel like I almost had this like, you know, deep desire actually or just this felt this need to um to put my stuff out there um and whether that was you know i like saw all these video reviews and after i'd read a book i would search for any reviews on youtube and i came across some channels that i really liked so i'm like hey i'll give it a try and you know in my mind i'm just like even if even if one person watches one of my videos when i started and like wants to read the book i'm suggesting then i'm i'm a happy camper so um I didn't know much about it. I, uh, I recorded my first video there and uh, Noah Clemens from a, a channel called everyone who reads it must converse. I'm not sure if you heard of that, Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, he commented, he just dropped me a line on Instagram. And he said, yo, I just think you uh, welcome to bookstagram, but you might want to think about changing your settings to uh, not for kids. Cause you have it uh, for kids on there. So I was like connected with Noah that way. And he's a great guy. So, um, just kind of fell into it that way. And I just kind of get to it when I can, when I'm not busy with work or whatever. So it's definitely something I'm really, really enjoying. It was fun watching some of your videos, especially the ones where your kids get involved. Yeah, thanks. I mean, uh, my son's, I've turned my son uh, into a bit of a reader as well. So he's always uh, wondering what dad's doing with his books and he's asking what I'm reading. And that just brings so much joy for me. So um, I decided to, yeah, put them into the one video there. And uh, as you know, I love music as well. So thought I'd do a little soundtrack to uh, highlight some bands I like and some songs I like while I did my video review there. So, yeah, I mean, and it gets the camera off of me a little bit and they're cute. <laughs> so <laughs> thought I'd try. No, they're cute. I think I saw one video of you on Twitter with your kids opening a uh, opening a book with some extreme excitement, which I just loved. Yep. 
Yeah, pure dopamine, Ben. Like I got, uh, you must be talking about Cult of the Cactus Boots, which is my current read. I ordered, uh, I ordered some books uh, from Slovenia from, um, from have Rick. you heard about the press? Yeah, yeah, Rick Hosh. Yeah, it was great, man. We uh, we met. Uh, I, I messaged Rick and asked if he would want to do a Zoom meeting with me, and we could like chat and talk about some of the books, and and he and I could decide on what I would order. So uh, it was him and I and uh, Noah. And the three of us met and had an absolute blast talking about books and, and deciding which ones uh, I would get. I had like my budget or whatever. So I knew I wanted um, Rick Harsh's book, uh, Manifold Destiny of Eddie Vegas. So I knew I wanted to get that one. And then um, I knew I also wanted to get this, um, like, you know, everyone was talking about this cult of the cactus boot. So I ordered that one as well. And then I got a few more, including some pocketbooks. So, yeah, I um. I, that mail came in and I just, I got Jace, my son and, and Ruby involved and we had a good time. We'll have to talk a bit more about Rick Harsh because I would love to see that conversation. I've been tempted to ask him to get on this show as well. Yeah, but I, yeah I got my package from Slovenia as well with Manifold nice. Destiny and uh, Curse of the Cactus Boots. And oh, you did excellent. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm almost finished Curse of the Cactus Boots now and I love Manifold Destiny. So wicked so you're in you're into the cactus boots eh yeah halfway through and it is it's funny like it's a really funny book i love all the illustrations yeah. and it's haven't quite worked it out yet but yeah see how we go. i'm kind of the same way i'm on page 100 and it's like unlike anything i've ever read that's for sure but yeah. uh it's pretty unique yeah no it's fun it's a good read so i'm enjoying yeah. it I've, um nice. hopefully we'll finish it in the next few weeks wicked yeah me too I'll be trying to arrange a time to talk about that one. Definitely. Let's move on to a gateway book for you. So what was a word, what was a book for you that really opened that world of literature? Sure. Um, well, again, before I start this, I got to say, I, <laughs> yeah, it's such amazing previous guests too, Ben. Like I'm, as I said, I'm pretty humbled being on here. I, I loved listening to all the previous episodes, like with Matt Booker. Uh, the last one was great. I was up late listening to you guys chat. And I wrote down some of his gateway books, but uh, and thinking about some of mine, um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm a less seasoned reader than, especially than the guests you've had on it, and just people in the community. But some of my gateway books would be like when I first started reading. I would have been in like high school, I guess. So I don't know if you've heard of well, obviously Dean Koontz, but a book called Odd Thomas. I uh, I read. Uh, I think that was the first book I ever read twice. So Odd Thomas was a Dean Koontz book that I first started, I first read in high school. Really got me into reading. I love that story of Dean Koontz. He, he sees dead people uh, in Odd Thomas. So that would be one. Um, and then another one uh, is called The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch Album. And that book, like, again, I was really young. I might've been 20 years old, but I have this distinct memory. I was on a break, um, at my job, I was an educational assistant helping out in some classrooms. And in my spare time, I was reading and I had the five people you meet in heaven. And I just, I remember where I was when I read the end of this one chapter. And I just got that feeling, right? Like, you're like, wow, I did not expect this part of the book. And I was overcome by this emotion. And I'll just never forget that feeling I had when I read that book. I think I, whether I realized it at the time or not, but I think that was when I was like, you know, officially, uh, a nerdy reader. <laughs> so yeah. Another one would be um, The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein, uh, which was recently made into a movie. And what's great about this book is like, I, 
uh, Garth Stein rewrote it for uh, teen audience or young adults. So I've uh, last year I did it with uh, my grade seven students as a novel study. Uh, so that was a, a super fun time. But that was the first book I really like binged was The Art of Racing in the Rain. I think I finished it in like less than a day. So, and then one more I got to mention. Um, I don't know how many people love this one. I've said it to some people when we when we met uh, over Zoom and chatted books, but people, she's pretty polarizing. Uh, Ayn Rand, or Ayn Rand, The Fountainhead would definitely be a gateway book for me. Uh, one of my buddies in university kind of pushed it on me and I read it and was like, pretty blown away if I'm being honest like I just think it's you know the the story of the forbidden love between those two and like the idea of relentlessly pursuing your passions despite what you know society thinks so at the time I really really loved it so yeah those would be my gateway books Ben. Ayn Rand she's such an interesting character I I read like I read The Fountainhead and what's the other one she wrote? Atlas Shrugged. Atlas Shrugged that's right I think I read Atlas Shrugged twice and I wasn't sure whether to throw it across the room or, or that I liked it. And I still don't know. Yeah. I, I think possibly I hated it at the time, but yep. yeah. Just, kind of the same for me. I, I went back to her much later and I could not get into Atlas Shrugged for whatever reason. So, hmm. yeah. Very strange woman. I read quite a bit about her after I read that book. And, yeah, I still have no, I haven't worked out my opinion on her yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. I mean, I know, you know, say what you want about, I think her, I think her philosophy was referred to as objectivism or something like that. So, yeah. As a teacher, what are some of the books you've really enjoyed teaching? Yeah, well, for, for me, we've, once something's good and, and working, I'll, I'll keep going with it, right? Because obviously I get new students every year and I can fine tune my unit and do different activities with the kids. But as I said, that, um, the, the rewritten one by Garth Stein, it's just called Racing in the Rain. The kids loved it. They love a good story about, especially like a dog uh, and some really good themes and messages in there. But uh, another one that I've done for a number of years now is uh, The Giver by Lois Lowry. Um, great book, great, uh, great story and themes as well. And that the kids really, really love it. And um, really, really good movie, I thought too. So we, we kind of end the, end the unit by watching the movie and do a little comparison assignment that way. But I find the kids love that one. And then the other one I've done in the past, I don't think I'll do it this year, is um, it's called The Slave Dancer by Paula Fox. If you heard of that one, but a little more hard hitting for the kids. But uh, again, really good messages. Very nice. It's hard to find good books, I find, for, for kids sometimes. And you do end up sticking to the things that work. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. I mean, not to mention the, uh, the budget constraints within schools and, and that nonsense. So, yeah. Do you prefer a hard copy or an ebook or Kindle? Without a doubt, a hard copy, Ben. Um, just moved into our new house here and I spent some time setting up my shelves with the decorations that the wife wanted to include and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I just, you know, the, the feeling of holding a book is, is rewarding for me. Um, I've read stuff on Kindles and uh, on my phone in the past, but uh, by far and away, I would prefer a physical book copy i go to bookstores probably at least once or twice a week here as well and browse so yeah easy answer there it's one of the things that we are missing in australia at the moment because everything is closed here and you oh, can't really? go to yeah you can't go anywhere you can't go to a bookshop oh, man. yeah i think we'll be there pretty soon really yeah. things closing yeah, up in canada 
Yeah, I mean, school's open and right now with our schools, we're all in the clear, but uh, our case numbers are, are rising again. Uh, so yeah, who knows what's going to happen, but I'll be super sad if I can't go to a bookstore, for sure. Yeah, that I lived in Melbourne last year and we had probably a good eight months of the year where you couldn't go to a bookshop. So Ugh. it was very tricky. And a lot of the people I was friendly with owned bookshops at the time and yeah, they had oh, okay. a really hard time. What about libraries, Ben? closed oh gosh because we had um just curbside pickup sort of thing so you could you could check out your books online and they would set them aside for you so that was nice i could imagine in that case i guess a person has to read on their phone eh yeah well there was a lot of there was a lot of click and collect from bookshops i did that quite a bit and then mm. also obviously buying books online was really important and yeah, yeah it makes it tricky though like i love a good browse in a bookshop yeah oh totally yeah what draws you into a book? What would make you go to a bookshop and pick something up? Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, I guess first and foremost, I've always got like my, my list of authors in the back of my head that I, that I hope I will see. Um, you know, and that might include some of my TBR pile. Like um, I'm never going to find it here in Lethbridge, but uh, say a William Volman book or a Joseph McElroy book. So I'm always keeping my eye out for the big names, like the, I call it the postmodern uh, big tomes, uh, authors of those books. But, um, and every once in a while, if I've got money to spend, I always want to pick a book or two that I've never heard of that I will um, just kind of be drawn in by either the cover or the synopsis on the back or, or read the first few sentences and then I'll, I'll get that one. But otherwise, um, yeah, I mean, if it's something I've heard of or have been intrigued by or came across online on Twitter or Instagram, I will probably buy it because. Um, yeah, my shelf has grown so quick and books are so, so cheap on a couple of, uh, at a couple of stores here. Where do you buy your books in Alberta? Well, there's, a, there's just like a thrift store here in town where they, where they sell everything, but um, they get books daily. I call them and kind of ask them, I'm like, you guys got much books in lately? And they always say, yes, we get books every day. So <laughs> I find I'm going there more and more and I'm always, yeah, just blown away by how much they actually get in. So it's pretty cool. And then there's another one, uh, it's like a dollar for a book and they have just a wonderful selection of, you know, hardcover and different stuff. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to pass up when, when books are $1. Yeah. That makes me feel a bit jealous at the moment. Let's take a quick break here on Beyond the Zero. We're talking with Travis Meyer. This episode is brought to you by the chilling new novel, Coronavirus. Available everywhere. It'll leave you breathless. Why do you mean it's not a book? Fuck. We're back on Beyond the Zero. We're talking with Travis Meyer. Let's move on to what you're currently reading. So what's in your reading pile and what's in your TBR? Yeah, sure. So as I said, I I am into American The Cult of the Cactus Boots. And... um, I was able to connect with Philip Friedenberg uh, on Instagram and he's just a wonderful dude. Um, so we had a bit of a back and forth. So um, again, just so much allure about this book and it's just like such a cool cover. So I decided to jump in. I was going to wait, but I jumped into that. So I'm on page hundred and yeah, I'm kind of like you, I guess, Ben, I mean, it's, it's just so interesting so far, but yeah, I'm not too sure what to make of it. I mean, in the back of my mind, part of me knows it'll all kind of come together and it's, it's so highly regarded. Uh, the people that have finished it absolutely love it. So um, making my way through that, 
Um, and then what else here? Um, a couple of my most recent reads that I've finished, I usually do stick to, to one book these days for some reason, but I also was able to complete recently my first uh, Hemingway. Uh, I read The Old Man and the Sea, that really, really short book of his, and I enjoyed that, uh, as well as J.G. Ballard. I saw you had tweeted something about Ballard not too long ago. You're a fan of him, eh, Ben? <laughs> I like J.G. Ballard. He's uh, read some very interesting books. But what you're referring to is we, when we moved to Sydney, we moved to a shockingly large apartment complex. Like it's a whole, basically it's a yeah. whole new like uh, area where they've just put up these massive apartments. And when I moved in here, I had this really, one of those thoughts where, like in the in the case of anarchy and in the case of uh, you know anything going terribly wrong, this was the kind of place where there was enough people around you that it could turn into some Ballard esque uh, disaster. Oh, yeah. And so last night we had this. Obviously, we're all in lockdown at the moment here, and we also had a blackout last night, and there was just police everywhere. And oh yeah, like this reminds me of you know of a Ballard book, like it really does. Oh. So it was like a bit like High Rise or Concrete Island, and yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. And that's the one I tried was Concrete Island. And I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was, pr- it was pretty, pretty unique, pretty cool. And he's a good writer. It's exciting stuff. Mm. That's the one where he uh, crashes off the highway, isn't it? And Yeah, yeah. He's on this like neglected piece of land and mm. just trying to survive and he encounters these vagrants and it was, it's quick read and then super engaging. I enjoy Ballard. I'll certainly read more of his stuff. Um, yeah. And then my other first author that I was able to do uh, recently was uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Um, so I've got a bunch of his actually in my library, but I decided to start with one called uh, The General in His Labyrinth. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, different, but uh, I thought it was great. So That's yeah. A really good my... good choice for Garcia Marquez. That's a really good starting point. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, I guess it would be a take on historical fiction, right? With the liberation mm. of South America and all that. So yeah, I enjoyed that one for sure. Um, a couple more, Ben, like I, I read one, I don't know if you heard of uh, The Wanderers by Richard Price. So this is, uh, I guess they made it into a movie, but really, really short read, but, and I never heard of it. It was one of the ones I uh, just picked up on a whim or whatever for a buck. <laughs> um, but it's about like just this gang, uh, like a disaffected youth gang in the Bronx in the early sixties. So kind of read like a, like a period piece, really really good like it was sneaky sincere and heartfelt but like hard-hitting at times as well there's like kind of a bleak look at these families in the projects that are struggling to get by uh, and it, it get a sense of the generational gap as well between these kids and their parents and the apathy there and so it was stark at times but also funny um so that was a good one the wanderers um yeah i think that's about it yep very good I know you're into your music, so I also wanted to ask what's on your current playlist, what's getting high rotation? Yeah, okay. Um, well, I'm not sure what you use for your music, music, Ben, but I Spotify is so good with their, you know, their formula for Discover Weekly and the release radar and stuff, but I'm always listening to a musician named Tycho. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Tycho, so his real name's Scott Hansen. He's just one guy, uh, so I have that playing in my classroom. Uh, lots and um, just at night so more of ambient softer stuff but he would probably be my deserted island music would be Tycho um, but I'm also um, I still listen to my punk rock from uh, 
my formative years in my early teens, stuff like Propagandi. I don't know if you heard of that. And there's a band called Protest the Hero I still listen to a lot, Rise Against. So I do like my rock music. Um, Metallica is always on rotation for me. Justice for All would be one of my favorite albums. Um, and as far as some new bands, I got to give a shout out to, not too many people know of it, I feel like, but there's a band called Arizona. Um, really kind of poppier, lighter stuff, but really vocal oriented. It's tremendous. If, if no one's heard of it, you need to check out Arizona. They're, they're not, too, not too well known, but they're fabulous as well. That'd be about it. Okay. Very interesting. I'll have to check some of those out. I've, I've seen you recommending Tycho, so I've got that on my Spotify playlist at the moment. My problem Excellent. is that uh, my daughter will often use my, my phone to listen to what she likes. So I'll yeah. have some really, really good choices and then I'll have like the Frozen soundtrack. So it mm-hmm. can be quite jarring. Yeah, I'm right with you there, Ben. Yeah, totally. Yeah, stay tuned for my Twitter, man. I'll be, I'll, I'll try and share. I've been a little bit disconnected lately, but I'll try and share more, uh, you know, more bands and songs that I'm, that I like. Great. That's good. I think you've got good taste in music and books. I like to think so. Likewise, man. <laughs> we'll take a quick break here on Beyond the Zero and come back with Travis's top ten. Applications are now open for the Curtin University Northern Territory Advanced Acronym Course for 2022. Enroll today. We're back with Travis Meyer. It's time to hear his top 10. Um, yeah, again, I just such a such a great experience listening to your other guests, Ben, and um, I wanted to, I was kept tinkering with this list and it's, first of all, it's like an ever changing sort of list. And, and, you know, I, there's so many titles a person can include, but these ones are mostly from, I guess it would be around the COVID time when I really accelerated my reading and, and just the engagement with my, with the community and stuff. So, uh, yeah. So I've also included a couple that might be considered like a gateway book as well that we talked about, but number 10 for me is going to be uh, Fifth Business by Robertson Davies. I don't know if you heard of that, Ben. He's, he's Canadian. Uh, Robertson Davies, he's the man of letters, the Canadian man of letters. So Fifth Business is the first in the trilogy. Just like masterful, like super underrated, I think. Um, just a great overall story and, and characters. But I, one of the biggest, I haven't read in a long time, but one of the biggest things I remember is the protagonist has like this fascination with hagiology so hagiology is like the study of saints and i remember um some of the characters like you know it has some religious themes and these these people that are involved in the church uh robertson davies argues that you know they're not these noble people that everyone thinks they are often just these everyday citizens are the true saints and heroes that we need to you know worship i guess in a way anyway fifth business is, is fantastic for for a recommendation um, yeah, so number nine uh, is The Magus by John Fowles. So this would be, um, yeah, a gateway book as well for me. I read it quite a long time ago. I've since, I've reread it a couple of times, but 
the magical realism and it just had me captivated with that like mysterious erotic games that the main character Nicholas Erf um, which he may or may not have been participating in so that blending of fantasy and reality that was my first kind of foray into magical realism so I'll never forget the Magus by John Fowles I've since read a lot of his other stuff too it's great that, that Magus oh my goodness that was the trippiest book wasn't it totally yeah oh. I mean I couldn't stop reading it that first time. I just had to know what was going to happen. I found a really sweet copy too, um, like this purple hardcover um, edition as well. So yeah, I'll read that again someday for sure. It drags you into that story and you just never know what's happening. You don't know who's tricking who or what's going mm-hmm. on. I agree. Have you read any of his other stuff, Ben, like The Collector? Yeah, I've read The Collector. I've read probably quite a bit of his stuff. For some reason, I struggle with the... Um, what is it, the lieutenant? I did too. I recently tried uh, Daniel Martin. Yeah, I've got that behind me somewhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah I couldn't get into Daniel Martin, but yeah, anyway, and then it's funny, the, the collector, a friend of mine online, uh, Ryan over at Republic of Bad Taste, I think you follow mm-hmm. him too, late. Eh? Yeah. We're talking about the collector, and he's like, man, I didn't finish that book. He's like, it kept me up at night. He's like, it's like the most scariest book he's ever read. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. I like All right, the yeah, yeah, it's great. Mm. Uh, number eight, I have uh, Middle Sea by William Gass. Um, yeah, just an amazing novel. And I, th- I think it's important to illustrate that he, he wrote this when he was in, an, in his 80s. He talked about this. That's just remarkable. Like, uh, you know, the tunnel is his magnum opus, but this one is considerably more, I think, accessible and like redemptive and positive and less dark than the tunnel, but equally masterful, I would say. So Middle Sea is number eight. Number seven, I have uh, Naked Singularity by Sergio de la Pava. Um, just incredibly engaging, self-published masterpiece. Um, Got to be one of the more underrated books around. I quickly ordered um, his other one, Lost Empress, after I read that. So I got a brand new copy of that waiting for me. Have you read have that you yet? I forget. Yeah, yeah. I've loved that book. I loved Naked Singularity. The dialogue is just so good. Um, yeah, I'm, worried, uh, I'm worried about the movie. I, I don't know if I'll see it or not. Yeah, I agree, man. Sometimes it ruins the day. I, I think that that's the kind of thing where if you're going to turn a book of that length and of so much dense dialogue and plotting into <laughs> a movie of 90 minutes, I think you're either going to be an amazing filmmaker if you pull it off or you're going to be wishing that you had made it into like a 10-episode Netflix series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's either going to be quite good or quite bad, right? There's mm-hmm. no in between. Hard to do. Yeah, number six, I have um, posted a lot about this author, Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Kundera. Um, yeah, the ideas and philosophies presented in that book really struck a chord with me. Um, in my opinion, it kind of relates to David Foster Wallace and the This Is Water speech that I'm always so aware of. And um, I made a video on it as well. The Unbearable Lightness of Being, I, I call it the agonizing fragility of existence <laughs> in my video, but Um, yeah, like just this idea that moments in life are fleeting and, you know, situations are here and then gone forever. Right. So I really, I really think about that a lot, actually. Um, yeah. So I really connected with, with that. And I've actually since read just a few weeks ago, quickly, uh, another one of of his called identity and also very, very good. Like I'm a, I'm a happily married man, but the way he writes about like human relationships and like lust and longing and the way people 
deal with each other is pretty amazing, I think. So, yeah. Um, number five, I have the recognitions by William Gaddis. I got this as a gift from my brother about six or seven years ago, and I, I tried to read it right away, but failed um, for whatever reason. But again, this just makes me, again, realize what a different reader I am because I read it with a wonderful group online. And uh, yeah, in my opinion, the greatest debut novel, bar none, ever written. I, I loved it. Just so, so good. Absolutely will reread re it another day. It's, what are your thoughts on the recognitions, Ben? Uh, it is... It is definitely within my top three of all time. Oh. I think it is, it's just incomparable to so much other, so many other things. Mm -hmm. It really, I think it pushes the reader and it, in, in a way it's quite challenging, especially, you know, when characters don't seem to have names and when there's so yep. much conversation and these long scenes, you know, at, at parties and things like that. Oh yeah. But it, for something written in 1955, oh. for David Ryder, uh, I, I, I don't know. There's not enough words. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, it's yeah, it's you're right. It's not for everyone, and I, I did have to slog a few times, but more than rewarding. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, mm -hmm. Number four, uh, I have Against the Day by Thomas Pynchon, and yeah, gosh, I, I finished that. I got it from the library, and the hard copy, the hardcover. This massive obviously right carrying that thing around was couldn't even barely finish my backpack so uh but like just the most sprawling of epics hey i mean I, I got lost inside that world pretty quickly like all these you know quirky characters that he does the science and the history um so i fell in love with against the day and like i think i went out right away after i finished it and bought my own um, that massive paperback uh copy so I know I'll be revi revisiting that again. I just finished Mason and Dixon not too long ago as well. And it was great too, but I don't think it, I don't think it's as good as against the day personally. So anywho, um, number three, I've got the tunnel by William Gass. Um, I think a lot of the reason too, is because this coincided with my, uh, my channel launch or whatever back in December there. So um, I just, I knew I was going to do a video review uh, my first one. And I took, a whole bunch of notes and immersed myself in his world and his prose and completely fell in love with William Gass's writing. Uh, so yeah, he's a favorite for sure. And then number two, I don't know if this will be a little anticlimactic for people, but uh, I have Pale King by David Foster Wallace. Um, and sometimes I really, I get sad thinking about him because, you know, I really feel like he was finding his voice um, when he wrote this unfinished book. And I, I, for one, I know a lot of people, you know, uh, have feelings about how it was put together, but I think it reads great. Like it's those short little kind of standalone pieces almost. Um, so I really connected with it, but just like, it's so wonderfully different, um, but almost equally as engaging as Infinite Jest, I would say. I mean, you know, I, I'm obsessed with this idea he has about boredom and attention and awareness. And, you know, he thinks about, you think about how you spend your time, right? Um, yeah. And then number one, uh, infinite jest have to pick it, um, probably changed my life. So not too much else I can say about infinite Jest. is that I think about it lots. It's a big part of my life. I, uh, I've got a tattoo on my forearm and, um, I've bought it for my two best friends and my two brothers and pushed it on them. And none of them, they've all started it, but just like me for three times, they've started it and put it aside. So, I keep bugging them about it, but um, 
yeah, it's just a big part of my life and that's why it's number one. <clears throat> one thing that I've been doing lately is recommending that people don't read it straight up. They go out and uh, get the audiobook because the audiobook is so good as well. And it's the kind of thing where if you if you struggle with a book of that size um, or if you find that the writing is tricky or the I guess the plotting is tricky, uh, Sean Pratt just does such a good job. Um, and that's the kind of thing where I just have it on in the car now. I just If I go anywhere, it's on in the car and it's just so much fun. Amazing. Thank you. I'm going to try that because, yeah, like, just let's face it, it's a massive book that you have to go in between the endnotes and the main text and the chronology page. I bookmarked the second time I read it anyway. So it's not easy to physically read. So I am absolutely going to, and I'm starting my Audible uh, account up anyway for my school. So perhaps I will get that audiobook. In fact, I for sure will. Thanks, Ben. The good thing about the, with Audible especially, is that you can just buy books on the basis of length as well. So I honestly just go through and choose the books that are like 45 hours plus and yeah. it really keeps you busy. Totally, totally. And you can actually pick where you want to go if you want to listen to certain spots. You know, you can do that as well. Right on. Mm. No, it's a good uh, it's a good little recommendation, I think. Nice. I'll, I'll, I'll take that up for sure. I'll be doing that. Nice. <laughs> what do you think you've got next for your booktube? Oh, goodness. I mean... I guess I, I'm not sure, to be honest, Ben, like I, uh, part of me really, really wants to talk about Cult of the Cactus Boots and my reaction to it when I'm done. Um, I know Philip uh, Friedenberg would maybe appreciate that. And he likes to, I'm sure he would want to hear my thoughts because um, I connected with him there and he's such a great dude. Um, so I think I'll probably do uh, a book on that if, if school kind of slows down here. Um, other than that, I oh yeah, I know my son and I, he keeps bugging me actually tonight. He asked again. Uh, one day we had decided, uh, actually it was his idea. He's like, daddy, can I do a video with you? Why don't we do like an interview video? So I said, what a great idea. I'm like, I'll, I'll come up with five questions for you and your reading and you can do the same for me and I'll record it and we'll put it on YouTube. So that might be something I might do with, uh, with Jason in the future. Um, so yeah, other than that, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, think about doing a review for whatever book I'm reading. Like I finished the Kandera there, but I'm just flying through stuff right now. A lot of the smaller stuff. So I'm just reading, 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 and not necessarily at this point too concerned about um, doing some YouTube stuff. Hmm. Well, now the kids are back at school as well. Hopefully that'll give you a bit more time to, to think about the booktubing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I still go into work pretty early and, uh, and read. So I got a couple of spare periods there. And actually that was when I was doing more of that stuff was, was back in the, uh, in the spring of last year when I was in school. So who knows, maybe I'll get some more content on there. Uh, I know if you like it, uh, Ben, uh, I'll, I'll still be doing it at some point. So with my 187 subscribers. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, do you want to tell us where we can find you online and where we can watch your great videos? Sure. So Myers Mega Fictional Musings uh, is my lame name on YouTube. Um, you can find me on YouTube there, Myers Mega Fictional Musings. And on Twitter, um, which was what I kind of connected with first for books, uh, uh, NR underscore Wayne for my Twitter handle. And then on bookstagram or sorry, Instagram would just be Myers mega fictional musings uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, love. That's what, that's the other thing I just, I loved about, you know, 
COVID and, and reading books and online is the meetings I've been having with people, you know, four or five of us would just get together with no, you know, agenda or anything. We would just talk about books. And I mentioned the recognitions group read was fabulous. So um, yeah, if people listening to this um, want to message me, that would just make my day. And uh, I'd love to connect with people. That's, that's what I thrive on for sure. We have such a beautiful book community, I think. Um, and it's so nice to connect with people. Yeah, it really is. Like I, I was, like I said, I've been kind of out of it for a little while here. And then I, I just got a couple of messages from some of the people I met. They're like, oh, hi, how you doing? Thought I'd reach out. Haven't, uh, haven't put out much content out there. Just wanted to make sure everything's okay. So you're right, Ben. I mean, it's, it's been just so wonderful, especially during this kind of isolating time. Right. So I feel very grateful. Yeah. It's, it's a nice community to be part of. And I really have enjoyed interacting with a lot of, a lot of people out there. Yeah, me too. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Ben. Uh, make sure we uh, stay in touch and I'll great job on the podcast. I'll be tuning in each and every time. No doubt. We'll have to catch up and talk about cactus boots shortly. Sounds good, Ben. Looking forward to it, man. All right. Have a good one. Thanks a lot, eh? Thanks once again to Travis Meyer for joining us. His YouTube channel is Meyer's Megafictional Musings, and he's also on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at BeyondZeroPod, and you can email us at BeyondTheZeroPod at gmail.com. We'll be back for your next episode next week.